Hello, I'm Mary, and you're listening to First Pages Readings. In this podcast, I explore reading and celebrate books as cultural messengers. Each episode, I'll read from three books of either fiction, nonfiction, young adult, middle grade, or poetry. Hello and welcome to First Pages Readings, Episode 42. And thanks for joining me. Today I'll be reading from three books of fiction. Let's get started. Today's first book is Three Daughters of Eve by Alif Shafak. The book explores different sides of religious and cultural beliefs, and in telling the story, the author moves between past and present and the perspectives of the three main characters. With distinctive and rich language, the book is thought-provoking and thoroughly engaging. The first page of Three Daughters of Eve. The Handbag. Istanbul, 2016. It was an ordinary spring day in Istanbul, a long and laden afternoon like so many others, when she discovered, with a hollowness in her stomach, that she was capable of killing someone. She had always suspected that even the calmest and sweetest women under stress were prone to outbursts of violence. Since she thought of herself as neither calm nor sweet, she had reckoned that her potential to lose control was considerably greater than theirs. But potential was a tricky word. Everyone once said that Turkey had great potential, and look how that had turned out. So she had comforted herself that her potential for darkness, too, would amount to nothing in the end. And thankfully fate, that well-preserved tablet upon which was engraved everything that happened and was going to happen, had, for the most part, spared her from wrongdoing. All these years, she had led a decent life. She had not inflicted harm on a fellow human being, at least not deliberately, at least not lately, except for engaging in an occasional bit of gossip or bad-mouthing, which shouldn't count. After all, everyone did it. And if it was such a monumental sin the pits of hell would be full to the brim. If she had caused anguish to anyone at all, it was God. And God, though easily displeased and famously capricious, was never hurt. To hurt and to be hurt, that was a human trait. In the eyes of family and friends, Nasperi Nalbantiglu, Perry, as she was known to all, was a good person. She supported charities, raised awareness about Alzheimer's, and money for families in need, volunteered at retirement homes where she competed in backgammon tournaments, losing intentionally, carried treats in her handbag for Istanbul's copious stray cats, and every so often had them neutered at her own expense, kept a close eye on her children's performance in school, hosted elegant dinners for her husband's boss and co-workers, fasted on the first and last days of Ramadan but tended to skip the ones in between. Today's next book is The Friend by Sigrid Nunez. This novel addresses difficult topics like suicide and sex trafficking and the grief of loss. It is also a book about the love for a dog and friendship and writing and so much more. The writing is paced like a tsunami racing to shore, whose effect is felt on impact. It is a powerful and sometimes difficult story to read, 
but it is also endlessly interesting and ultimately celebrates life. The first page of The Friend. During the 1980s in California, a large number of Cambodian women went to their doctors with the same complaint. They could not see. The women were all war refugees. Before fleeing their homeland, they had witnessed the atrocities for which the Khmer Rouge, which had been in power from 1975 to 1979, was well known. Many of the women had been raped or tortured or otherwise brutalized. Most had seen family members murdered in front of them. One woman, who never again saw her husband and three children after soldiers came and took them away, said that she had lost her sight after having cried every day for four years. She was not the only one who appeared to have cried herself blind. Others suffered from blurred or partial vision, their eyes troubled by shadows and pains. Today's third book is The Besieged City by Clarice Lispector. With this book, the Ukrainian-born Brazilian writer explores the development of a small town into a metropolitan center. And alongside the town, the personal development and identity of the book's main character, Lucretia, is also explored. Written with descriptive and rich language, the book, which was written over 70 years ago, is a masterpiece as well as an experiment of style and story. The first page of The Besieged City The Hill in the Pasture Eleven o'clock, said Lieutenant Felipe. He'd barely spoken when the church bells struck their first chime, golden, solemn. The people seemed to hear space for a moment. The banner in an angel's hand froze trembling. But suddenly the fireworks rose and exploded amidst the chimes. The crowd, roused from the sudden sleepiness to which they had succumbed, abruptly started moving, and once again cries burst out on the carousel. Above the heads the lanterns were misting up, quivering the vision. The fair stalls were warping as they dripped. When Felipe and Lucretia reached the Ferris wheel, the bells shook above the night, filling the religious festival with emotion. The movement of the crowd became more anxious and freer. The population had flocked to celebrate the township and its saint, and in the dark the courtyard of the church was shining. Mixing with the burnt gunpowder, the black currant drink was lifting faces in nausea and darkening. Faces were appearing, disappearing. Lucretia found herself so close to a face that it laughed at her. It was hard to notice that it was laughing at someone lost in the shadows. The girl also pretended to talk to Felipe, looking, however, into a stranger's eyes that were filled by the brightness of a street lamp. What a night, she said to the stranger. Thank you for spending time with me today. If you liked listening to this episode, please subscribe.